Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. One bad hire in your startup negatively affects your balance sheet and is the fuel to future boardroom conflict. Often we as entrepreneurs feel the pressure to fill our roles at the expense of elevating our people's performance. And this disintegrates the company values and results in the exit of your strongest players. Today is about hiring gravitators and avoiding the disintegrators that will surely be the subject of boardroom conflict. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the right hire. We share insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Rod Robertson. Rod is the founder and managing partner of Briggs Capital. Rod is an international entrepreneur and co-author of the book, The Human Vector. He has conducted business in over 15 countries while focusing on developing small to medium-sized businesses and then taking them to market worldwide. Robertson's career in transaction experience and entrepreneurship includes guest lecturing around the globe at institutions such as Harvard Business School and other top flight MBA schools, as well as business forums and outside news outlets worldwide. He sits on numerous boards guiding firms to streamline operations and make businesses more profitable for selling, which is what makes Rod the perfect expert for today's topic. Rod, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Rick, I've been looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to having you and it's a pleasure to have you. So thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to discuss the difference between hiring a gravitator and a disintegrator. We're going to talk about why this is important to your board of directors and then how to gain evidence to support hiring the right person, which is what you call a gravitator, correct? That is correct. So let's talk a little bit about the challenges that you see today because you sit in on a lot of board meetings, I would imagine. Yes, I've had the fortune or the misfortune to have sat in over a dozen board meetings as a member or as a presenter over the last 30 days and the gyrations in the marketplace and what's happened that we're all on the same roller coaster with are up and down. And now with this big new stimulus bill, 1.9 trillion, it's going to alter the playing field again. And it's very, very interesting. It's hard for all of us as executives to follow what is the correct path. But we all know we have to pivot very, very quickly to keep to our income statements and our balance sheets and follow ownership's guidelines to profitability. What's the biggest challenge that you're seeing that companies are facing when it comes to hiring at this point? There's a a disconnect now between culture and the balance sheet. For all of us, Americans are known for our humanity. We're known for being innovative and creative, and we're also known around the world as being too nice. And if you look what's going on in Asia, Europe, and the Latin countries, they are just making draconian cuts very, very quickly. And it's the nature of us that we have to overcome, that we have to step in and start making harder, faster cuts and hiring the correct people based upon a systematic fashion that is a quantitative and not qualitative. And maybe culture gets damaged a little bit in the process, but that'll heal along with all these other wounds that are happening to us. Gosh, I don't know if culture needs to get damaged. I think it would probably enhance culture if you're hiring the right people. Yes. Having the wrong people is what's damaging the culture. Yes. And you know what? There's a book that just came out that I co-authored and it's from Europe. And it's all about the people that 
hiring the right, releasing very quickly the poor people, and we call them disintegrators. And the disintegrator was, frankly, me in my youth when I wasn't listening correctly. I was <laughs> the big dog telling the bosses what to do, and I was shown the door a number of times, and I didn't understand why. I was outraged as I headed to the corner bar trying to figure out what happened to me. I was a disintegrator, and I wasn't a gravitator, and I wasn't listening correctly to the new pivot of the company. Let's talk about what a disintegrator and a gravitator is. Give me your definition of both. Sure. In our book, we talk about the funnel, and that is the correct behavior, the acceptable behavior behavior for employees as they work within the confines of a company and trying to follow the leadership's role and their vision. And these gravitators aren't necessarily the big boss, but they are people, charismatic people that can hire and expound the culture to others and bring them in. But the gravitators alone now have to be more closely aligned with the CFO, the finance people to make sure because we have much less room for error. The last two, three years before the pandemic, there was a lot of fat in the companies. Now, as the money has filtered through all the organizations and coming out the other side, we no longer have any time or leeway to hire wrong or to keep people that are become disintegrators or working from home who aren't pulling the oar as they should. If I'm hearing you correctly, a gravitator is somebody who believes in the company mission, who fits well with the cultural values and who really adds to the company. Whereas right. a disintegrator is going to be somebody who disrupts the business in a negative way. They might be be productive. They might be that star person that you have, but they don't affect the business in a positive way. In between those, we also have someone called the integrator and they integrate in and integrate out the different people. So you have the founders, you have the funnel and the vector, which leads to the gravitator, the integrator, and finally to the bad boys and girls, the disintegrators that should be ousted fairly quickly from an organization. Hmm, okay. Interesting. When you get into a boardroom with some of your smaller companies that you're working with, I would imagine boards are primarily looking at the income statements and the balance sheets. You're concerned with what when you're looking at those things? We're concerned with so many things. The difference between now having a formal board of directors where everyone can get sued and everyone's looking over their shoulder, because in small to medium-sized businesses, they don't pay the board people a lot. It's more of a prestige slot. Now, the board of advisors is even better for small to medium-sized businesses. These people, there's no detriment to them being on there. And so going out there and bringing on a board of advisors of people that can enforce your viewpoints and frankly, management and ownership can say, well, the board of advisors is telling us or the board of directors is telling us we have no choice. We have to make these cuts or this is the new direction we're going. I know I've known you for 10 years and we've worked here together, but the buck's not stopping with me anymore. Yeah. So it's great to have these alternative backstops to you. And I think small organizations, the medium should really take a good look at a assembling really different, diverse people to come on and give strong steerage. And that puts you in a position where really you have an outside point of view that's saying, you might be thinking, hey, but I can't get rid of this person. It's one of my founders or it's somebody who you think is important, but really they're a disintegrator and they're probably killing the business. So having that outside perspective probably helps. I listened to all your shows before and we we're talking one time about the vanity hire, which yes. I thought was great. And the vanity hire to me, he's gone. The big resume, the big ticket. He's got to have his ticket punched out of the company. There's no time for this. Let us get in the people that are drinking the company Kool-Aid, following the company's vector and charging ahead to, to be successful. We got to go faster and pivot quicker and we can't have any disintegrators. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Why is this important to a company right now more so than any other time? We're going to have to adhere to cash flow and uh, the cash flow is everything. And the people that you're going to have on board now and the new hires and smaller organizations just can't work within the 
entrepreneur silo. They have to get in and think about and be, as all entrepreneurs, broader based in their thinking. They have to say, okay, I'm going to make these four sales, but I know two of those sales are going to be to companies that are struggling and maybe I'll get the glory up front in my commission, but on the back end, they may not pay us. So everyone's going to have to develop a soul and drink the company's Kool-Aid and march with ownership and look beyond their own personal well-being and really help develop the company's culture bigger and deeper during these very exciting times we're in. Yeah. And that just reminds me of the CEO Twilio quoted one time saying, your culture is the living of your corporate values. If you don't live them, if everybody doesn't live them, then how is the company going to survive and flourish? I was surprised because I'm a quantitative guy when I was reading that employees are putting culture at the exact same level as their salaries now. Before I was like, I don't understand because everything to me is the bottom line. If you put another $400,000 to the bottom line by cutting people and you have a 7x multiple of it, you're creating $2.8 million worth of revenue. Sometimes to me, when I get a little tone deaf about companies' cultures, but I'm in a position in a world where people want me to be tone deaf. Having the right people on board will add more to that bottom line. Well, I don't know what the multiple is, but I've heard from CEOs that are champions of this, of this cultural revolution, that their profits have gone through the roof more because of the fact that they've actually been purveyors of culture over the balance sheet. Hiring the right people with all the stigmas going on right now in the United States is really, we're the best, but we're also afflicted with paralysis in hiring the right people. We have to sift through. And I think that quantitative analysis of people, again, in your prior shows, they talk about the bull on the resumes and how it can be concocted. And uh, you spoke once about the best people may have a bad resume. And that really resonated with me because I blow through resumes and I always pick the best resume and I'm going to have to look a little deeper. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Our guest today is Rod Robertson. Rod is the founder and managing partner of Briggs Capital. And we're discussing disintegrators versus gravitators, which it's funny, I have a similar term for it, but it's a little broken down into how people are hardwired. So it'd be like builders, improvers, and maintainers. People gravitate toward those kind of functions more so than others. When you mentioned Vanity, hires. I see a lot of people, they'll hire somebody out of the big name company who's really a maintainer, who's gotten used to being in a small role, just doing one thing. And that's where they get into trouble, right? They're not really a builder. And that's what you need in startups. Right. There's a whole new phenomenon as well out there because lazy leadership, they're becoming reactive and not proactive because there's so much noise coming at them and they're trying to filter through their proper decision making and they're having a real hard time of it. So they're taking the punch and then they're counter punching. But people, have to get out in front now and go with best practices, which means hiring the best people. And a subject sweet to me is reverse mentorship during the hiring of all these people. And a lot of younger people, people like me that are on the back nine, we need young people to coach me up in every organization that I look for. I'm looking for some young person that is going to coach me up and go about reverse mentorship, which I think it should be a role for all senior managers. That's an interesting concept. Let's talk about how we bring this into an organization. So as you 
you know, most of our audience are entrepreneurs and startups. And how do we build an approach into the business so that they can really avoid those disintegrators and understand that they're hiring gravitators? One of the keys is we all like to go on our gut about somebody, but those days are over. Your gut's wrong most of the time. It's based on likability. You want to hire people like you and surround yourself with people like you. And that's why diversity and inclusion get sidelined. Yeah. So you have to bring professionals. It's painful when you don't have a lot of cash flow. But if you can't go out and retain professionals that could systematically help you hire people, then you know what? Have one of those professionals sit on your board of advisors and have two or three people be able to cross-examine what you're doing when you're doing your hiring. And don't make the decision by yourself. Take that extra lap around with that person because if you can't meet them in person, it's a drag hiring somebody on a Zoom call. It's just not a good practice. So if you can, still try to meet with the person in person and have a cross-examination team and set your ego aside and your instincts aside. And let's be quantitative and not emotionally driven. You bring up a great point. It doesn't take much to build out a board of advisors to make sure that somebody's checking your decisions and making sure that you're making sound decisions. You can't do it all on your own. I sit on these boards. The one thing I've known as the years flow by is I know less and less. And every time I say something that sounds really good and everyone nods, I'm looking over my shoulder because I want somebody to cross-reference what I'm saying, especially today when the playing field is so disruptive and everything is new. Who really is the expert? It has to be consensus decision-making for new patterns and not just one-off guys just plowing ahead because you don't have time to dig into it. I'd say slow down and dig in and get smart people around you from that board of advisors. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about hiring, you can bring your board of advisors too into the hiring process. You can make them an interviewer. If you have a small staff, let's say you're seed round funding. Would you, Rod, interview somebody for one of your advisory companies? Absolutely. Yeah. I had a drink last night with a CEO who's swamped and he wants to move to the chairman role. And I jump in there and I bring a totally different angle to it because when you're hiring now, looking at the incentive packages for people, if money's tight, we all know this drill. We've all heard it a thousand times, but now is the time really to develop the stock option plans. Let's get those people. Let's get the people that, and you tie them up for three to five years. I mean, before it was really, an employee's market, the employment rates cycled out of control, the unemployment. Now it's going down to 4.8, now 4.5, they're predicting at the end of this year. So it's a healthy level at 4.5. It's not the 3.3 and it's not the 13. It's an even playing ground for employees and employers. So it's going to be a good fertile ground for hiring, but really roll out some different programs. And if you're adverse to stock options or cutting somebody into the company cake, then you know what? Develop a bonus program. And they just don't have to be salespeople to have bonus programs. There's all sorts of metrics that all of you know. I would say it's individualistic because you mentioned that you're seeing about 50% of the people are more interested in culture. I found in my recruiting efforts that a lot of people are more interested in something like growth. What's the roadmap for me? How am I going to progress in my career? Or how am I going to get away from this terrible manager that I have and have somebody who's going to mentor me? And those things tend to be more important to people than the comp package. There's been people who have accepted offers, huge comp packages. And if they get into a shitty situation, they're going to bounce. They're going to bounce. And everyone's, it's like the world of pro athletes has come to business. People get a three-year gig, a five-year gig. So how do you keep the people from going from a two-year stay to five years? You tie them into that program. 
one-year cliff on their stock, stretch it out to five years. I really think you got to try to keep these people because the day of the 20-year employee is really done. And especially now with everything's going, all the gig employers out there, you only want to retain that 20% of the people with those packages, but not everyone has to get them. And if you structure them correctly, frankly, most of the people leave before they get them. So you'll keep an extra 20%. By offering something good out there, your margin of keeping great people is about 40% higher than if you didn't. What do we need here? So we talked about the human vector. Let's bring that into fruition for people. So if somebody wants to understand that and be able to plug that into their business, what does that mean? The human vector is the characteristics of ownership of an organization. And it's for that founder or for that, if the company's bigger and the founder's voice is a little muted, it's those gravitators that we were talking about earlier who take the megaphone from the founders and blast off to the employees what it is. So the founders, it's incumbent upon them to really stay in tune and they should give a big slot of their time for individual meetings one-on-one to make sure everyone's critically lined up with them. And again, with your top 40 employees, you're not going to lose any of them. So don't take any of those people for granted. Sit down with them each for 15 minutes, check the rigging and give them some company juice and then on to the next. So basically, the two types of people that you want to hire are the gravitators and then the integrators would be those mid-level people that help amplify the message. Yes. And the integrators are the culture bearers. The gravitators bring the gravity. The integrators, they're the compassionate people and they're the backbone of the organizations and they keep the employees. The gravitator brings them in and then they keep them and always look out for the disintegrators. Don't let them in. So how do we know what a disintegrator is in the interview process? How do we find that person? They They have great camouflage because they are really crafty. They have big opinions. Anyone that professes such strong loyalty to the company before they start or the mantra of ownership, they're speaking like it's a holy jihad already and they're not even on board. I think that's a sign that it's a disintegrator. The inquisitive people are going to challenge you about where you're going, what you're doing, where you're heading. But the people that right out of the chute are coming on strong, they're all in. A lot of them are going to be all out fairly quickly. Give me an example of that. Like, what would that mean? So you're hiring a couple of top-notch salespeople and you really want to- Salespeople are always the tricky ones because they're all amazing. Right. And you got the classic jock sitting there and then you have the tech guy. The jock is easier. The guys who's using the sports metaphors. Those are easier to defang and get to the bottom of because they've got by on their bluster and their fastball. It's finding the people that have the deep value that maybe are a B-level salesman, but with an A-level technology basis. Those are the ones that you really want to slowly meet and do it a couple times and then to encourage them to already try to build out the organization before they come on board. Okay, got it. But what if you're looking at the executive level, you're looking for a CRO or like a COO, or it's a pretty critical role. I know a lot of those tend to come through referrals, but let's say you don't have a person who fits the organization from a referral and you're going blind at it. Yeah, we all know this drill. No one can make that decision for the hire making person and developing a matrix, repeated going back after those people, that extra interview is really worth it. And frankly, if you offer it to them too fast, too quick, they're going to second guess if you're saying, okay, that's it. You're great. You're in. People get a little spooked by that too. It's like when we're selling a business. If I ever tell somebody, you paid the highest and you got it, people cringe. I want to be able to tell them, you know what? You came in second or third, but you won the beauty contest and they just know you're going to do the right thing by them. And it's true. We always try to encourage people not to take the highest bid because there's a better fit. And after a certain amount of money, you can have a leeway to make a qualitative decision. I would encourage people, number one, never, never fast track your hiring process. Just make sure that you keep it on pace, keep it going. You're 
normal recruiting and hiring process should be same for COO, maybe a little bit more in depth for a COO than your top line workers. But one of the things that I highly recommend are really building in interview questions that are behavioral in nature that actually tie to your corporate values, your company values. I found this is tremendously impactful in gaining evidence to support and hire and assigning those questions to the people that are interviewing it. So make it really simple so that you have a system in place that basically puts you in a position where when you come to the table and you're downloading data from all the different interviewers, they can say, hey, look at, I think this person is a fit because da, 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 and they have evidence. Or I think they're not a fit because when I asked this person the knockout question, they failed miserably. So I talked a little bit about knockout questions in the past where it's a behavioral question that in nature is critical to your organization so that somebody fits and you have them walk through and give you examples of exactly how they did something and what was the results. And it's a pretty in-depth digging for the most part. You know, Rick, there was a great point that you just jarred loose in me is that it's a generational thing. Is when you're looking to do new hires, as the pivot goes deeper and deeper into technology and you have people who've made their living and reputation for decades in legacy businesses that aren't tech-driven, how can you sit back and slyly get them to see, understand their level of knowledge for systems, for growth, where the marketplace is going and what they would do to pivot a company toward technology deeper and better. I know I just sat through a hiring of a CEO and he floundered horribly and we nailed his head to the table after a while and he was just stumbling around. He was living in 1997 and he wasn't ready for what was going on today. Yeah, that's a right person, right seat situation. You got to make sure you have those. So we're running pretty close on time. Rod, what would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? What we were just talking about was great. During these difficult times, now the stimulus money ran out and now $1.9 is coming in. So it could be another breath of fresh air, but in the years 2021 and beyond, there's going to be a slowdown because this money is going to run out and you really have to hire right and take the time to do it. And you've got to be ready to make the hard call to let people go. It's not good for them or the organization. If they're frankly a terminal employee, then just end it quicker than you thought. And it's like the special forces say they never make a decision that's 100%. It's too late. If you're at 75%, then you know, you know, take the plunge then. You're never going to get to a clear position of 100%. That's perfect. Arad, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience could reach you, find your book, all that good stuff? Yeah, I have a couple books, but the website is briggscapital.com. And just drop me a note, buying or selling or looking uh, for anything that we've talked about on the show today. I really enjoy helping people out and giving steerage to good folks. And I always want to learn myself. Excellent. All right. I want to thank you for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We're listening. After all, this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. Or you can drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. To next Tuesday, our guest is going to be Greg Bestner. Greg is the founder and vice chairman of Culture IQ. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live Show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.